WATT presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. And good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD, Shores radio station. And uh, I want to thank... Uh, Tim from filling in this morning. Tim McKinney and I kind of go back a little ways. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, John. And uh, it's always always nice to hear a familiar voice. And and one of these days, I got to get up to the station. I, yes, I, you should. I, I've been I've been kind of uh, not doing that. And you know, we it's nice that uh, that Ed Perry, the owner of the station, has uh, has always said to me, you know, if you want if you want to come in, that's great. If you want to do the show remotely, that's good. And and sometimes I'm just lazy and don't. Want I, to leave. I understand. Yeah, yeah I know. Especially so. when you when you where you live in certain times of the year, you don't want to leave. That's that's right. Yeah. Summer, Stay where summer, you are. <laughs> yeah, summertime commute off of Cape oh, Cod never never really a good idea, especially no. on Sunday morning. Yeah, but, right, but. It is sort of interesting that uh, you know we are into fall, and uh, it seemed like it seemed like we went from uh, went from summer to winter for a lot of people. Yeah, they, yeah a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was I was sitting outside chatting with someone yesterday, and uh, um, it was out in front of a little antique store, and I was watching the people coming in with their puffy coats. And, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and and of course, my wife reminds me that that is as much a fashion statement as anything else. But 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 still, but still, I suppose it. It's, uh, it's no matter how you look at it, it's pumpkin spice season or something. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. They started early this year. It was yeah. end of last month, halfway through last month, I think. Jeez. Yeah, I, I, I actually saw a, a sign on, on Facebook or something, and it was out in front of a repair shop, and it said, pumpkin spice brake pads are in. <laughs> so, so, you know, maybe it is time for mm, pumpkin spice brake every pads. Every time you press yeah. them. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Hey, you know, it, I was, I was uh, doing, I was, uh, I was flipping through Consumer Reports the other day, and, and people, are starting, people are starting to almost get desperate about buying cars because they've been kind of putting them off, and people are, people are willing to pay over MSR. P for cars now. Uh, it used to be MSRP was sort of the uh, sort of the place you started at and negotiated down from there. Today's prices, you sort of look at MSRP, and unfortunately, you're negotiating up. But in Consumer Reports this month, well, in October, um, there was an article called "The Safety Features You Want Right Now" if you're thinking about buying a new car and perhaps even buying a used car. And with us is Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Michael, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's it going today? Good. How about you? Very well, thanks. So there are this article in Consumer Reports was was pretty telling, and and although I might not be because I'm cheap, frankly, it's part of the reason. <laughs> but uh, but you know I you know when people ask me you know what features should I get in a car, what safety features will I get in a car, and and I I always try to tell most people. Um, Try to get everything you can. Try to get all the safety features you can. Um, but you guys listed out like five or six different safety features of of things that you know people should really start to think about. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about those. And and one of them one of them is rear cross traffic warning, a rear cross traffic alert. And if you've ever parked between uh, you know a Chevy Suburban and a Ford Expedition and tried to back out of a parking space. You're, you're essentially backing up blind, but these rear cross cross traffic alert systems work really well, right? Oh, they're they're fantastic. Just as as you as as you mentioned, as you described, it, when you're trying to back out of of a parking spot, a crowded parking lot, 
you, you can't really see around all the pickup trucks and SUVs around you. And so this system alerts you if it detects vehicles are approaching from either side. And so some of the systems even tell you what side it's approaching. There's a, there's a little uh, light up in, in the display that says it's coming from your right, it's coming from your left. Uh, some of them warn of pedestrians or, or other objects that might be in your way, and some actually automatically break for you, which, according to Consumer Reports members, uh, is really kind of a hit-and-miss scenario for how effective or, or in my case, annoying that is. <laughs> well, I, and, and that's, that's another one that, um, uh, you know, lane departure alert or lane departure correction, I don't, or lane centering assistance, if you want to call it that, uh, which was one of the features you guys mentioned I got to tell you, it's. I guess I'm just an awful driver because that's the first thing I shut off a lot of times. I I I agree <laughs> completely, and uh, and it's not that I I don't appreciate what Consumer Reports, you know, members told us. We we asked forty seven thousand Consumer Reports uh, members how satisfied they were with their ADAS systems, and oftentimes. When people are talking about safety, they say the word ADAS. You're like, what the heck does that stand for? Um, ADAS means Advanced Driver Assist Systems. So that's 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 putting all that gobbledygook yeah. into one sentence. And and um, and they came up with, with with as we mentioned before, the ones that they really liked was rear cross traffic warning, blind spot warning, adaptive cruise control, lane centering assistance, and automatic emergency braking. The ones they weren't crazy about, and as you mentioned and I totally agree with you, are, are some of the systems called lane departure warning and lane keeping assistance. And for those folks out there at Radio Land that haven't driven a, a, a recent you know, car, a new car, with all these systems, these uh, the lane departure warning, lane keeping assistance, they can the, the car almost like takes over the steering wheel for you. If it senses you're drifting out of your lane, it, it centers you back in and... Um, and I, I agree with you. When I'm, I'm, I'm driving all the, the Consumer Report test cars all the time. So the first thing I do when I get in a new test car, I put on my seatbelt, I turn on the car, is I turn those steering features off because, like you, I really can't stand them. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And one of my coworkers has, has a, a new Chevy Suburban, and he said to me, there's something wrong with the steering. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, it, like, locks up sometimes. And I'm like, huh. I said, well, tell me what you mean. He said, well, I'm driving along, and I'll go to change lanes, and, and it feels like I lose the power steering. I'm like, I'm like, are you using your turn signal? And he looks at me like, well, I'm from Massachusetts, probably yeah, not. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> those Massachusetts drivers, aren't they optional? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and he goes, I said, I'll tell you what, try either shutting off the lane-keeping assistant or try t- using your turn signal all the time. And, and he he, he visits someplace up in New York pretty regularly and came back and he goes, huh, yeah, I used my turn signal, had no problems. And I'm like, yeah, because the system is trying to tell you, you know, to, you know that you're drifting out of the lane, you know. So the conversation you don't think you're going to have with the driver. Right. Do you use your turn signals? Yeah. Yo, yeah. I don't. Do you brush your teeth every day? Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You 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 kind of think that, but you know we we know we know the reality of it, and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't always happen. And, so, so some of the, 
when we're talking about the the the, you know, the steering taking over, you just it feels dead or it it like wants to. It seems like the car is is is, is like possessed. I, I think I remember some of the earlier BMWs that had these systems. That I was driving down kind of a, a side road, and there was someone on a bicycle. And and if you follow me on Facebook, you know I'm a big I'm a big bike rider. So so I, I always try to give a lot of uh, space between my car and and a cyclist. But but so as I as I kind of went to merge left out of my my lane, the 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 lane departure warning system kind of took over and like tried to steer the car back in. And and, and my point was I was trying to get away from the cyclist that was on my right. And and so this is again in all fairness, this is some of the earliest iterations of the systems that they. Had hadn't really worked out a lot of the bugs yet, um, but but any any safety system, any ADAS system with with pedestrian detection, cyclist detection, uh, consumer reports also uh, thinks very highly of. Yeah, and one of the other ones, and, and it's uh, that was listed was automatic emergency braking, and I, I really can't talk specifics about it, but AAA who worked with consumer reports and um, IIHS. I believe later in the week is coming out with a report about automatic emergency braking and, and its its benefits. And uh, it is one of those systems that is going to be standard pretty much in most 2023 cars and uh, really can be pretty beneficial, right? Exactly, and, and Consumer Reports has studied the the data that we've uh, that we've gotten from cars equipped with automatic emergency braking and and. Um, and, and forward collision warning, and the data shows that there's a lower propensity of accidents. And so, Consumer Reports kind of, you know, stuck it to the manufacturers and said, if, if you want to get a Consumer Reports recommendation, your cars have to come standard with this, and and not just on the top trim line. That has to be because a lot of times, if, if you want to get any feature on on some cars by by some manufacturers, you have to get extra options, or you have to get the premium uh, trim uh, package. But but not the not the entry level model and and consumer reports said not no we're not we don't accept that you you need to have it standard on all otherwise you're not getting a recommendation and and you know thankfully a lot of the manufacturers um, you know have taken our advice they're putting it on more and more cars these days and and it's and it's only driven by data in other words we're not just saying well it's it's safety features so you got to have it no that the data shows that this is actually working yeah it it really is and it's one of those things that um, maybe if you went back, I don't know, 25 years ago, and you looked at anti-lock brakes, and, and it was like, well, you know, we compared a, you know, pick, pick some car from 30 years ago, you know, a, a Ford Thunderbird with ABS and a Ford Thunderbird without ABS, and it was like, well, the Ford Thunderbird with ABS gotten crashes more often than the one without because people forgot you could steer at the same time, and it was exactly. like, yeah, so... Um, and and I remember I remember way back then I, I actually worked in a garage and and we we uh, repaired police cars and the cops would come in and go hey can you disconnect the anti lock brakes and I'm like and I'm like what what do you want to do that for because I can't lock up the wheels and skid the car around a corner I'm like yeah you you don't really need to do that you know you could just jam on the brake pedal hold it there and steer the car and the, yeah but you know it's not skidding and i'm like yeah that's not supposed to you know it it works better it works better if you actually understand it you know so um it, it it is one of those things but if you look at if you look at the facts and you look at the information and then you guys were were nice enough to list out some you know brands with popular safety features and um you know, I guess pretty much, pretty much, you kind of look at look at all of them. But um, you know, what what has turned into, I guess, sort of everyone's favorite car lately is 
pretty much anything from Genesis, and the new Genesis SUVs um, do really well with all these features, right? Absolutely, and and I'm I'm really pleased that Genesis is getting kind of the attention it de- it deserves, uh, and uh, because they they've, they've Hyundai and Kia have put so much money and research and development into their upscale Genesis line. And for those that, that don't know, Genesis is kind of like Toyota's Lexus um, uh, uh, version of, of their cars. And, and so it's really nice to see that all the Genesis models are coming standard with the 5.8 systems that our members really like. And, and I know that at the Consumer Reports test track right now, we have a GV70, we have a GV80. Um, we're currently testing the all-electric GV60. And and not only do these cars really drive well, but they have elegant, just beautiful interiors. If you're in the market for an upscale or luxury car, I, I would implore all of your listeners to go check out what's what's uh, available from Genesis. Well, yeah, before we go on to some of the other models, let's talk a little bit about um, Consumer Reports and how you test cars. And you're unique to you know everybody else in the industry. You guys buy your cars. Correct. Correct. Yeah. When when we can. I mean, as you mentioned before, how difficult it is to to to, to buy a car these days. Uh, Consumer Reports spends uh, several million dollars a year uh, buying our own test cars. We we don't tell the manufacturers we're coming. We we don't disclose the dealers that we're from Consumer Reports until the day that we actually take delivery and. Um, that's always kind of an entertaining uh, phone call to win them. When I'm calling, I, I, I buy a lot of cars for Consumer Reports, and uh, when I call my salesperson the, the morning of delivery and I say, oh, by the way, um, I'm, I work for Consumer Reports, it's going to be a test car, and, and they're either like, oh, wow, that's really cool, or they just start panicking. <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't worry, don't worry, we're not rating the dealer, everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we, we, we buy all of our test cars, we have a 327-acre test facility in Connecticut, um, and we, uh, we really try to tell the truth about about the cars, um, I, I, I'm a huge automotive fan my whole life, and to be able to look out my office window when I'm, I'm not working at home um, and, and to see the test track is it just warms my little heart. Yeah, I, I have I have been invited to the test track a couple times. I've never been able to make it, but it it is certainly on that list of things I want to be able to do is come down and check out the test track and and uh, you know meet some of the Consumer Reports folks that I've known. F- you know, seemingly for years and never actually got to actually meet them in person. So, uh, you know, years, years and years back, um, I think one of the Buff magazines called Consumer Reports uh, uh, white-coated toaster testers or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But but you guys, you guys and women are, are real car guys, too. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I work with people who have project cars, who have race cars, that have vintage cars. Uh, we go to, to classic car shows uh, on the weekends. I, I actually loved to see your photos just this morning, uh, John, when I was looking on Facebook and, and having a, a cup of coffee and, and the, the photos that you posted. Love those uh, those dune buggies, by the way. Oh. Um, and, and, uh, and and we you know we eat, sleep, drink, uh, breathe these cars all the time. Uh, we are, we're not we're not here to to do anything but we, we t- but test cars we test cars we test tires we test child safety seats at the track when people hear that i work for consumer reports they say oh i need a new you know toaster i need a new microwave and i'm like no i have no idea what to tell you but if you want to talk about cars that's what i'm here for yeah and, and it is interesting that that i think one of the things that you guys do a really good job of too is 
you know, when people ask me about, you know, buying a car, what they should do, and I'll tell them that they need to road test the tech as much as road test the car. And I, and I stole that term from uh, a friend of mine. And But it is really important. But you also do that. You you guys do that pretty well, too. You you pair up all different kinds of phones and test it test the technology and 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 can be a little bit i think extra critical because you have the test tracking you can see what the lights do at night and you know some of the things that maybe get overlooked when uh somebody only has a car for a few days to evaluate it no i I think that you think you bring up a great point i mean cars for most people are very emotional it's the color it's the style it it, it, it's what the car says about their their lifestyle but the truth is like from a day-to-day living with it kind of basis when you get up in the morning and and you're going to work you need to be able to easily adjust the climate system for example the radio station uh the seat uh turning on and off the, the seat heaters when it gets cold and and when you talk about um, you know, testing out the tech. Those simple day-to-day controls should be easy to do. For example, a, a seat heater should be one physical button that you can find easily. You shouldn't have to go into a climate menu and then touch a seat icon and then adjust the level of seat heater intensity before the seat heaters turn on, for example. So when we, when we do our, our, our kind of monthly tech report of of our our test results we have this one section called usability and what that is basically is how easy is are the controls to manipulate how easy are they to to learn and get used to um some you know some controls are are kind of can be complicated at first but then you get used to them others are just maddening every single time you use them and so we try to tell people about that experience as well as you know acceleration braking fuel economy ride noise and all that stuff yeah, you're right. And it can be something as simple as a shifter. There used to be shifters. It was a thing on the floor, a thing on the column. You put it in drive, and, and now it's like it could, be a, it could be a stock you twist. It could be a button you push. It could be a button you can't find. It's like, where, where's the shifter control? Oh, it's up on the dash. And, it, and you know, and it, it's sort of, you know, those things can get, you know, you learn as you go along. But on the other hand, they can be a bit difficult. And, and I... I said a long time ago that, you know, there's a lot of things we do as we drive sort of by Braille. We reach over and we want to touch, you know, a physical button to turn the volume up or down or, or change a station. And to be able to to have to take your eyes off the road for two, three, four, five seconds to change a radio station is crazy. Right, right. And, and maybe the rise of a lot of these ADAS systems are a result of cars being more complicated to drive or people, you know, I don't, forgive my French, but just stupidly playing with their phone while they're driving. So you have blind spot warning, you have adaptive cruise control, you have lane centering assistance that is, that these systems are always paying attention even when you're not. Yeah, and, and that's a really good point. And I think as we get into more of sort of semi-autonomous features and it and and you know what what we have now is sort of you know basic systems but we're talking about some cars that are going to be sort of level three which personally i think is the stupidest idea because then you know and i think you know you and i may be similar that there are times we love to drive and times we hate to drive but the idea of being in a car that can drive itself until it can't and you have to jump in right away it's like no either i want to not drive or i want to drive i don't want to have to be posed over the steering wheel getting ready to drive right and and that's that's what we say 
uh, when we write about ADAS systems, we're always saying you still need to pay attention. Right. You still need to be kind of on your game. You need to be focused on driving, not what's going on, like, like say, with your, your kids in the back seat, not what's going on in a, in a conference call that you're trying to dial into while you're driving, not answering a text while you're driving and and that's and that's that's really important because when you have you know companies like like Tesla very actively saying you know automatic driving or autopilot and it's such nonsense and and we we've implored them to stop using that in their marketing yeah absolutely it makes it makes a whole bunch of sense to you know really kind of let people know what the car's capable of and what it isn't capable of and none of these systems will are designed to replace a fully engaged driver and that's what you should be when you're behind the wheel is a fully engaged driver and it, it is important and all of these cars and, and you listed you listed a bunch of them, acura lincoln honda toyota and i Really, if people are going to go out and go car shopping, you know they should they should look at these features. And some of these features are also available in used cars as well. If you're looking at a car that's a year or two old, you may find that some of these features are there. So look at what's look at what's out there and look at what you can what you can find. And you might find a one or two year old used car that has all all or m- many of these safety features in it. I agree, agree 100%. And, and, and I think we, we've talked about, we've mentioned a lot of high-end brands so far in our, you know, our little conversation here. But, but it's important to know that if you're in the market for a new car, there are Hondas that have these safety features. There are Toyotas that have these safety features. And as you, you brought up a really good point, uh, you know, but finding, you know, finding a good used car these days is almost as tough as finding a new one. But, mm. but for example, a, a 2020 Honda CRV has standard uh, uh, forward collision warning, automatic emergency braking, did well in our testing, 28 miles per gallon overall, uh, and, you know, m- may be able to, to find one, you know, between like twenty seven and and dollars and, $35, and you know, for some people, that's, that's a good used car buy, and also, I'm sure for other people, they think, $30,000 for a used car, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah, and you, I, and I think anyone who has been car shopping is going to be a little bit shocked at just prices in general because, uh, what is it? The average transaction price of an SUV now is up in the mid fifty thousand dollar range, and and average overall prices are in the forties somewhere. And and if you haven't been car shopping in a while, you're going to go, holy cow. Yeah, no, it, it it is a it is a different world out there. I mean, for for twenty one years, I've been buying cars for Consumer Reports. I've never seen the market like this, either from a new car perspective or used car perspective. And I have you know friends, family, neighbors. Like, I got to get a car. What do you, what do you, what should I do? And <laughs> and my advice is, you know, be ready to travel. I mean, go on the internet, go to go to cars dot com or Auto Trader or something like that, and and search a wide circle around your home. Go, be ready to go fifty miles, a hundred miles, to 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 find a car. And if you find one, be ready to act quick. So if you need financing, get it set up ahead of time. Be ready to give them a deposit so they can hold it. Um, you you in this market, you have to move fast. And you know, unfortunately, uh, manufacturers are still. You know, dealing with an ongoing semiconductor chip shortage, and that is affecting the the, the supply of of new cars. So it, it is it's still a tough time out there. Yeah, it it really is, and it, it's gonna it probably isn't gonna get any. 
any better anytime soon. I read something this morning that said, you know, Toyota is, you know, limiting some production now because they can't get enough chips either. So uh, it's it's the same kind of thing. But certainly, certainly doing all your homework ahead of time is going to help. And like you said, cast a wide net. Don't be afraid of, you know, if you live, if you live, you know, in Boston, you may be driving to Rhode Island or Connecticut to go car shopping. You may be driving up to Maine to go car shopping if you can find something. Like you said, be ready. Have your financing in place. Do all all the things you need to do um, to get ready for this and, and just kind of go from there. Before we let you go, like you said, you're a car guy. Um, what is there? Is there something kind of you mentioned you were a fan of the dune buggies. Is there anything else that sort of really appeals to you? Oh my God! I know. Um, it's, it's, that's like asking, you know, is there a certain, is there, you know, a certain puppy you like? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, my wife and I just just adopted a new dog, so that's oh, very okay. timely. All right. Um, you, you know what? what I guess it, 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 it depends on what day of the week. It is. Yeah, I suppose yeah, exactly. if I'm going to pick one real quick, um, the the new Corvette is is phenomenal. It it really lives up to to the supercar hype. Uh, I mean, for for less than eighty thousand dollars, it will run with a lot of the exotics out there. Uh, I've so enjoyed our time in the new Corvette, uh, and I, I love sports cars in in general. But um, there there are a lot of the the, the hybrids out there. The smaller, like uh, Hyundai Tucson uh, hybrid uh, has done really well in Consumer Reports testing. The, the, the hybrid versions of, of the Santa Fe and the Kia Sorento also are, are very, very impressive. Quiet, fuel-efficient, comfortable, easy to live with. Um, there are so many good cars yeah. out there these days. It's absolutely impossible for me to just nail down one that's, that's blowing me away because every other day there's something that seems to top it. Yeah, you're you're right, and and there is so much. This is really the golden age of the automobile right now. I think more than it's ever been. And and two more things before we let you go. Um, when I'm not in Massachusetts, um, well, we'll hold out for a minute. Uh, Patriots game today. Uh, good uh, people might not know unless they follow you on Facebook. You're quite the cocktailer. Patriots game today. Good cocktail for the Patriots game. Um. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, I think, well, we're going into fall, so I think a, a Boulevardier would be good. So you combine, uh, you, you, you combine a sweet vermouth and, and bourbon and, and Campari, which is an Italian liqueur, and you have it over ice, and it just warms you on the inside because that's probably what you're going to need at tailgating day. It's, it's, it's not too bad. It's not summer, though. Um, so I would, I would go with, it with, a, with, with a, nice, a nice bourbon kind of base drink. Okay. And when I'm not here in Massachusetts, uh, four or five years ago, I bought a, an old, uh, uh, I call it my tin shack in Florida, an old mobile home in Florida. That I, I hide out in Florida, and there's a hurricane coming. What's a good hurricane drink? Oh, I, I just you can't go wrong with with like a, a margarita. Although there is a you know a, a a classic cocktail called the Hurricane, which is kind of like the South version of a, of a Long Island iced tea. It's you know it's like rum and a whole bunch of fruit juices and a few other things. And my brother went to school in, in Tulane in New Orleans, and we went out for hurricanes one night, and that was back in the eighties. And I they scare me to this day. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Mike, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your Sunday morning and joining us on the Car Doctor program. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Always fun to talk to you. Uh, hope we can do it again soon. Thanks so much for having me on. All right. Take care, Mike. Bye-bye.
That was Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports, or Quincy, depending on where you live, I guess. So, so what do you think, Tim? Is it Quincy or Quincy? I think it's we'll go with Quincy. We need to take another break. If you'd like to join us, phone number 781-837-4900. We'll be right back. Step into history as Norwell's antique homeowners invite you inside for a tour. The James Library in Norwell, along with the Liz McCarran team at William Ravis and the Norwell Historical Society, help bring you access to alluring architecture, wide planked floorboards, one-of-a-kind craftsmanship, and within each room, the stories that shaped the community. Stop in the First Parish Church of Norwell on River Street, where ticket holders will receive their tour book and map and can enjoy refreshments from food trucks before they begin their self-guided tour. The tour then includes six gorgeous homes, plus the James Library and Center for the Arts. The Norwell Historic House Tour is Saturday, October 1st. Doors open at First Parish Church at 9.30 a.m. Homes are then open from 10 to 2. Proceeds benefit the James Library. Tickets are $40 in advance, $50 the day of. Order yours at jameslibrary.org. Get your car ready for the fall and winter. Have your oil changed, tires checked, and an inspection sticker, or just gas, at Joseph's Garage, right down the street from the James in Norwell. Well, hey there. It's Chris from South Shore Buds in Marshfield. I don't know about you, but I grew up pretty skeptical of anything cannabis-related. From the time I drank juice in a box to long after I drank wine from a box, I stayed away. I just said no. It wasn't until I met someone who answered all of my questions, and I had a lot of them, that I finally gave it a try. It didn't take long for me not just to become a fan, but to discover the potential benefits of cannabis. So if you're curious... If you've got questions, like I did, stop by South Shore Buds. Or if you're an experienced consumer looking for a thoughtfully curated menu, stop by South Shore Buds. We'll help you find your happy place. We're at 985 Plain Street, just off Route 3 at Exit 27 in Marshfield. Or check us out online where you can browse, place an order for pickup, or place an order for delivery at SouthShoreBuds.com. That's SouthShoreBuds.com. Always consume responsibly. Hi there, I'm David Baker with the Buy Nothing Project. We've recently released the Buy Nothing app that makes sharing with your neighbors on the South Shore super easy. We call this a gift economy. Give your unwanted items to a neighbor instead of tossing them. Get just what you want for free. It's great for the environment, great for your community. Download the free Buy Nothing app at your app store or buynothingproject.org. Join us at our Brockton Fall Festival Saturday, October 1st from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at City Hall Plaza in downtown Brockton. Enjoy music, vendors, children's activities, and food trucks. The Fall Festival will feature local musicians, John Belutas, an acoustic musician, singer, singer-songwriter Kiana Marie Trinidad, and Renee Ann Band with their unique guitar, violin, and vocal renditions of original and popular songs. We'll see you at Brockton Fall Festival Saturday, October 1st from 11 to 4. Plymouth County is a large area stretching from just south of Boston down to the Cape Cod Canal. I'm Alex Bazanson. Join me and my guests for countywide coverage, everything from the Mayflower Landing to the most recent town meetings, how national news affects us locally, and how things that happen in Plymouth County affect the rest of the South Shore. Tune in for All About Plymouth County, Tuesday nights at 7, here on 95.9 WATD. 
Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9 WATD. Now back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to give us a call, and I hope you will, it's 781-837-4900. Remember, we are always live every Sunday morning. And uh, this week, last week we were supposed to have on um, uh, somebody from uh, iccars.com. Uh, we were supposed to have Cal uh, uh, Brewer on, and uh, he kind of forgot well it was his wife's birthday the night before and he lives out in california so it was that, that's hours. a good reason yeah he was yeah it was three hours earlier and you know his they kind of went out and had you know fun with family and friends and he called he called in a little bit late and well it, but it, but it all it was it, you know good for him and his birthday but i did actually do an interview with him and it's on my podcast so if you just look up car doctor radio podcast it's it you'll find You'll find that interview, and it and the subject of of it was uh, best cars for teens. So, sort of, if you're sending your kid and your car to college, you might be making a mistake with the kind of car you send them. So, you can go find some of the tips from iccars.com there. And uh, what are you saying? You don't want to send them with a, a Hummer H2 or anything like that? Uh, yeah, no. or BMW okay. M series. Oh, or, gee. <laughs> or 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 the car or the car that actually got me around this week, which was uh, a delightful car and I, and I don't you know I, I drive a lot of different cars and mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm fortunate that I'm able to do that but the car that got me around this week was a um, Mercedes-Benz uh, E-Class convertible Ooh. but it wasn't just any E-Class it was an AMG E53 <gasps> oh, wow. with 4Matic which means it's all wheel drive nice. and it is a, it is a, uh, a lovely car and um, it was one of those it was one of those cars that um, it attracted a lot of attention with the car with the top up or down, and it was a um, a, a kind of burgundy color roof uh, on the car, which someone called Merlot, uh, which could be. I, I'm not a big wine drinker, so I don't I don't know I don't know my wine colors, but uh, but it's just a it's just a great looking car, and I actually drove it to the car show that. I went to last night uh, here in on Cape Cod the, at the local uh, plaza up the street. There's a car show just about every Saturday night. Last night was was the end of it, and it had uh, it had a really good accumulation of of cars there. And somebody said to me, "Well, you, there's probably room. You can probably park inside the car show." And I'm like, "I didn't even wash the car. It's dirty. It's it's. Uh, I'm embarrassed." I said, "I'm just going to park it." But uh, as I was getting out of the car, somebody came over to me and said, "That's a great looking car." And and I they asked me a bunch of questions about it. And it is it is a first off, it's a, it's a great looking car. Car top up or down. Uh, the top, interestingly enough, is made. The material for the top is made by a company called Hearts, which is a Massachusetts based company. Company, and they make most of the material for convertible tops, and it's kind of kind of interesting that you know the largest convertible top uh, topping manufacturer, I guess they don't they don't actually cut the tops; they just make the material. is located right here in Massachusetts, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. The car itself is powered by uh, there's two different uh, AMG versions, but this one was the smaller engine version, and is powered by a. 429 horsepower engine so plenty of plenty of zip it's also kind of if you want to 
think a little bit environmentally. It's also sort of a mild hybrid, uh, which uh, you wouldn't even notice. Um, it, it does have an uh, automatic uh, system where it shuts the car off in an idle. It also has an interesting feature in it, which um, is um, you can make the exhaust louder with a little push of a button. So I like to call it the fun button. Yeah, the, there you go. Turn, yeah, it turns the exhaust. And it's not obnoxiously loud. It's just louder. And it has manual controls. You can actually click the shifter up and down with paddles in, on the steering wheel. The controls are, are pretty much nicely set up and uh there's nothing that is like we were talking with mike quincy about there there's things in there that are simple the shifter control is sort of a little stock on the right side of the column that uh, it's, not, it's not my favorite way to change gear selection but eh, I suppose after a while you get used to it. The radio controls are pretty good. It does have a physical volume button, so you can actually turn the radio down without any real problems. Same thing with the temperature controls. You can you can turn the seat heaters up and down. You can change the direction. One of the things it has, because it's a convertible, is it has this sort of besides heated seats, which are nice in a convertible. Today it's you know it's uh, it's chilly out this morning and. But could you put the top down and heat the seat? Sure, you couldn't turn the heater on. But it also has vents right behind the head restraints. So, uh, so sort of where your neck would sit, there's 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 warm air that can blow out and keep your kind of keep your shoulders and back of your neck warm. So, uh, which is a feature that I enjoy in this car much more than things like built-in massage, which I just find annoying and I don't know why, why anybody would want that and maybe I just don't like massages. I, I don't know what it is. It might but, be good for a long drive, but that's yeah, it. I, yeah, it just, it's just feels weird. It just, to me, feels weird. And it's more I, stuff it, to break, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it and but the idea of having kind of warm air blowing on your back and neck is kind of nice, mm. especially when the top's down. And so it did. But one of the things that's interesting about it was I'm looking on the climate control, going, okay, here's the button I press for you know defrost, and here's the button I press for for vent, and here's the button I press press for feet. How do I make the air come out in the seat? And finally, I kind of woke up a little bit, and looked over to the driver's door where. Unlike many other cars, the seat controls are actually built into the driver's door, and it's sort of interesting, kind of looks like a seat. So if you want to tilt the seat back, you kind of push the thing that looks like the back of the seat, and you want to extend the the, the under-thigh support, you push a button, and the under-thigh support comes out and gives you a little bit more support. And uh, But, uh, you know, there's a button for cooling seats, heating seats, and then this third button. And I'm like, I bet that's it. That's the one that tur <laughs> turns the warm air on. And sure enough, it was the one that turns the warm air on. And yesterday started off as kind of a miserable seeming day but by the middle of the day at least here it turned into a nice nice day and the sun was out and it was very pleasant but i put the top down and went for a ride and coming back last night it was probably close to seven o'clock and the sun had gone down and it got a little cool but having that warm air sort of blowing on you and i'm a bit of a weirdo i guess that um if i'm going to drive a convertible with the top down the windows have to be down. The idea of top-down windows up just bothers me. It seems like you're, you, you know, if you're going to drive a convertible, all the top, all the windows have to be down. 
That's right. Go all the way or not at all. All all the way or not at all. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's like you want the whole experience. And, you know, part of the joy of driving a convertible is sort of the air and the, you know, and the sights. And the smells can go one way or the other. I mean, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you know when you're driving by a bakery and there's freshly mm-hmm. baked bread, it's nice. When you, you know, when you're driving by the beach and you smell the salt air, it's nice. When you're driving by the landfill, no, nah, not, mm, so, not so much. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and Mercedes also has a interesting, and I'm going to call it annoying feature in this car. It has in the air system, in the climate control system, there's a little decanter you can put in with perfume. Oh. And so it pipes sort of perfume into the climate control system. And honestly, it smells like, and maybe it's just a perfume, but um, it's just, it's too overpowering. It's it's just, I didn't care for it at all. And I, and it's a little decanter that sits in the glove compartment. I took it out and set it to one side. And, uh, because it, even when I had it shut off, it still was smelly. And my wife's like, what is that? She says, it smells like, you know, somebody spilled a bottle of Polo Cologne in Oh, here. no. And, and I'm like, yeah, I said, not my favorite either. But I suppose some people like it. I don't know. It's just something, something for me. But, but, it was, uh, but certainly the car handles well. It, it Like all Mercedes vehicles, you close the door, and it sounds like a bank vault when you close the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, trunk is, for a convertible, decent size. Uh, it is a soft top, which um, it, so when the top folds down, it doesn't take up a ton of trunk space like some of the hard top convertibles do. Uh, it does have a little bit of an area where you have to keep open if you put stuff in the trunk. But it, it also has this kind of classic design I really liked about it. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, Prices start at seventy-five grand, and and our our test vehicle, um, yeah, was almost a hundred grand. Um, and somehow in my mind, I'm thinking for a hundred thousand dollars, they should come with two bedrooms and two bathrooms. Right? Yeah. Uh, come on. But, but that's but that's kind of what cars cost these days. So uh, you know, luxury cars cost, and you know, this is certainly uh, a luxury for me because it's a car I'm I'm, I'm never going to be able to afford to buy, and and I don't play the lottery, so I um, you know that idea of winning winning the big lottery is never going to happen with me. But the idea that uh, I get to drive and evaluate these cars, and for the most part. I loved everything about the car. It did a it did a really good job. It it uh, was comfortable. You know, rear seats not designed for people. Uh, the rear seat is designed for luggage, maybe kids, uh, but not a lot of room in the rear seat. Fuel economy. If you care about, you no, know, you shouldn't even care about fuel economy. Um, it is an AMG model, so it is the performance model. So it does require premium fuel. Um, with the top up, you'd never even know it was a convertible. It's as quiet as as, as quiet as a coupe, and and just it, it's just such a nicely put together convertible. If you can afford such a thing, uh, the idea that you could drive this car year round because it's all wheel drive is nice. Um, the top again is completely winterized i suppose so it just makes it just makes it a really good car our phone number again 781-837-4900 781-837-4900 we need to take another break and when we come back paul from braintree gave us a tip so we're going to talk about paul from braintree's tip and also some of the car questions that came in this week we'll try to get to those as well but if you want to give us a call 781-837-4900 we'll be right back
the South Shore YMCA's Natural Science Center presents the 45th Corn Festival. Two full days of fall fun, food, and family experiences with live music, puppet shows, crafters, demonstrations, and more. Try the world-famous Science Center Corn Chowder and help celebrate the center's 60th year. Corn Festival will be held this Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 4 at 48 Jacobs Lane in Norwell. Visit ssymca.org for more information and to prepay for your admission. Have a fantastic time at Corn Festival. If you want to join an organization that cares about people and the quality of health care services it provides, fall into a new career at Signature Healthcare. A non-clinical career fair is taking place on Tuesday, September 27th from 4 to 7 at the Brockton Hospital School of Nursing, 53 Adams Street in Brockton. Earn a $250 sign-on bonus if you attend and are hired at the event. To view open positions and register to attend, visit mysignaturecare.org slash careerfair. Hi, I'm Marianne Regan with the Situate Animal Shelter. Our mission is to improve the quality of life for both companion animals and the people of our community. We're located at 780 Chief Justice Cushing Highway in Situate. To get involved or to make a donation, please visit our website at situateanimalshelter.org. Thank you and please continue to support amazing nonprofit organizations on the South Shore. For 40 years, Cancer Support Community has been a relentless ally for anyone impacted by cancer with free services provided online and in person with their newest location in Massachusetts. Connect with Cancer Support Community Massachusetts for free emotional support, educational resources, patient navigation, financial counseling, and more. 617-797-3391. Cancersupportmass.org. Cancersupportmass.org. Don't miss the Just Steph show every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for fun guests and tips on living your best life every day. I'm bringing sexy back to Monday nights. Tomorrow night from 8 to 10 on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9 WATD. Now back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. Uh, coming up next week, we're going to have uh, Chasing Classic Cars Wayne Carini on. Oh, right? awesome. Yeah, so we're going to have him on. We'll talk. We'll see what he's been up to these days. I know this weekend is also Newport Car Week. Um, so he's. I think he's down there hanging out with Jay Leno and uh, Donald Osborne. Uh, we'll maybe talk to him about that, how that went. And uh, the week after, we're going to be talking to author Richard Prince, who wrote a book called uh, Corvette 70 Years, the one and only. And like Mike Quincy pointed out, the new Corvette is very nice. I, I, never, I haven't had the time to, the opportunity to drive it for a long period of time, but I did drive it from, um, from Boston to Maine. And uh, what a nice car. What a nice car. I would really like to try if I had, you know, can, the starting price is in the 60s, although most people pay you around eighty or $90,000 for it. I kind of really want to try to find a $60,000 one to see what happens. But I was talking to somebody just the other day whose dad bought one. They had to wait about a year to get it. and But they did get it, and they got it all in black and uh, great car. Our phone number again, 781-837-4900. Let's talk to our buddy John from Norwood. John, good morning. Morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Hey, um, 
My girlfriend had um, four new tires put on her 2013 Civic. Okay. A couple of weeks ago. And she paid for a four-wheel alignment, which I'm not sure if it's a great idea or necessary or not, but when they did it, they made, they give you this printout with all these different diagrams of the wheels and the different measurements. Yep. And they made note that there were some things, I guess, that were not done because things were frozen or rusted. Something about a tie rod on the front left wheel. Something about a control arm on the left rear wheel. Um, apparently, they they don't really try to fix these things because they don't want to break it. Because if they break it, then they have to have the car towed out of the shop, I guess, is what they told me. Anyway, so they, they they don't repair them. They just they so they just break it and say, "Oops, sorry." No, they don't do anything yeah. because they don't want to break it. Is what uh, they told me. Oh, okay, all right. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if that sounds reasonable or not, but anyway, so sounds like I need to take have this taken to a mechanic to. Um, yeah. Well, it de- it well it depends, I guess, on how far off stuff is. Um, you know there there is you know there is adjustment bolts um that can freeze up those those are pretty common sometimes you can do things like you can try to you know soak everything in penetrating oil and whack it with a uh, whack it with a uh, uh, an impact hammer and maybe get the you know kind of rusted bolt to free up a little bit um and in the in the uh, the front adjustment is um there is adjustment in the strut and the tie rod end kind of odd that they wouldn't be able to adjust it and what can happen with the tie rod ends uh, you can sort of make up you know say the right side tie rod end is rusted frozen well you can adjust the left side to make up for the right what you end up with is sort of a crooked steering wheel afterwards but you're not going to wear the tires out um, so I guess it depends on kind of where they want to go with that. And and the other part is, you know, there may be things that you kind of look at and go, well, okay, here's here's the, you know, here's the specification. You know, how far how far is it really off? And it might, you know, it might be just a little bit off, and a little bit off might not be worth trying to trying to look at it. For for instance, um, you know, things like. Um, you said it was the the rear they were talking about too was was part of the problem. Um, on the front left, they said something about a tie, tie rod. Right and yeah, something about a control arm. Okay. Yeah, I mean the Tell tie rod. Yeah, I'm moving. What? Oh, oh, okay. Did they give you? Did they give you a? Uh, a toe, a toe in number. That did they tell you what what it is? This whole diagram. So, oh. Oh. I mean, the ones that are like bad are the ones that are in red. So, like the left front after the alignment was yep. minus point four five degrees. Okay. Whereas the right is minus point zero two degrees, and that's in green. So I'm assuming four five is bad. But yeah, yeah. I mean the the yeah. It, you know, it's and that was the toe in one. That was the one that said total toe in. Uh, total toe um, front minus point four seven degrees. Okay. Here ahead minus point two two degrees. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. You know, 
0.06 or, um, you know, so it's off a little. It's not off a lot. Um, uh, you know, Camber, Camber is, um, you know, one of the other angles that's in there, and the Camber angle should be zero, but it's like plus or minus 30, so, you know, 45 off a little bit there. I mean, it's everything's off a little bit, and some of it could also be that you know the car's ten years, almost ten years old, and it's starting to sag a little bit. But I, I kind of think, is this one of these places where you buy four tires and they give you an alignment? Right now, it's town fair oh, tire, so yeah, yeah so yeah, so they free, but if you get four wheels, it's like yeah, sixty-nine. Yeah, yeah, they, they, you know, I don't want to take a shot at them, but. They they don't they don't seem to do a lot when it comes to like mechanical stuff like that, and they they don't seem to put a lot of extra effort into okay, this is what we can do and this is what we can't do. Where you know maybe a, a you know another tire store that actually does repairs along with their alignment work might try to put a little bit more effort into getting stuff to move. You know you yeah. can you can take a tire rod end that is um, that is rusted frozen. And, you know, you don't heat it up glowing red because then you take all the strength out of it. But you can heat it up and vibrate it around and, you know, get stuff to move. Um, and that might just be something they don't they don't do. And they don't, you know, they don't try to they don't try to work. They don't try to work a little harder at it. And sometimes, you know, that's all it takes is, um, you know, just just putting a little bit more effort into it. So I'd. I'd probably you know i'd probably try you know a different a different tire store and you know or or a front end shop you know whatever it is you know somebody who kind of specializes in front end front end service work or you know Sullivan tire does a good job with that kind of stuff and say look you know i went in they told me this was this was rusted and this was rusted can you make these adjustments uh without you know without Putting a lot of without putting a lot of extra, throwing a lot of extra parts in it, and sometimes it, like I said, sometimes it's a matter of, um, you know, just uh, a little bit of extra effort is all it takes is to get stuff to work. You know, yeah. I guess I guess if you came into my fictitious repair shop, uh, I would say to you, hey, hey, you know what? I soaked everything with penetrating oil. Come back in a day or so, and let's see if let's see if we can get stuff to move. No. Yeah, that was my thinking is just yeah. to take the a regular mechanic and say, okay, here's what they're telling me. Can yeah. you just yeah. loosen these things up? Because yeah. so they, they'll, they'll supposedly re-align oh, okay. Okay, good. within yeah. 90 yeah. as long as you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would do. I would do that. I would go back to your regular mechanic and say, hey, look, can you just kind of crack everything loose so those guys can readjust it? See what the, see what right. happens. Yeah, absolutely. And the other eye-opener of buying new tires was we basically bought the same tires that she bought, you know, five years and yeah. 60 miles ago. And last time they were $68 a piece, and this time they were $127 a piece. Whoa. That's a shock. Uh, yeah. Price of oil, I guess. Uh, I, 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 I guess. Who I, you know, supply chain, price of oil, and because they can. I think sometimes, you know, it's, um, you know, I've been, I've been looking to buy a couple things to do a little renovation around the house and the prices are somewhat shocking how things are going and, you know, uh, you know, heaven forbid you have to go out and buy a sheet of plywood, you know. That's the problem with inflation. People don't know what things cost anymore, so you can just bump them 
bump it up a little extra, make a little extra profit, and nobody will know the difference. I think you're on to something. Hey, John, always good to talk to you. All right, John, thanks for uh, Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, Paul from Braintree, uh, another regular listener of ours, uh, said to me uh, he has his uh, his uh, Mazda, the headlights starting to dull on it, and there's all kinds of things you can do. You can go have you can go have uh, you know the headlight lenses polished and buffed out, and that might cost you seventy five or a hundred dollars. You can try to do it yourself, but I'm not sure why he tried this. But he took out uh, old English wood conditioner and cleaner. And he says to me uh, in an email, I was cleaning my dining room table and it worked so well to remove water spots that I thought I'd give it a try on my car's headline, headlights. I, I, it worked right away to remove the cloudy film. Should I contact the company and tell them it has another positive use? Well, another positive use? I guess so. Why not? Wow, not? that's, that's yeah. a good find. Yeah. Yeah, old old English. Why not? Wow. Why not? So, yeah. um, give it a shot. Especially on on, on an English car, right? There I suppose go. that yeah. would even be, that was good <laughs> good thinking. It would even be yeah. better. But you know, the other the other weird one that works. And somebody called me one day and they said, I went to go get an inspection sticker, and I think it was some kind of Ford product. And he said they wouldn't give me a sticker because the headlights were all clouded. And he says, I'm, it's a tough time for me right now. I'm out of money. And and they you know recommended you know spending a hundred dollars to polish them or five hundred dollars to replace them. And I said to him, you happen to have a can of off in your house? And the guy goes, off? What do you mean off? The, I said, the bug spray. And he said, I do. And I said, go out and spray it all over the lenses, wipe it off, spray it all over the lenses, wipe it off, spray it all over the lenses, wipe it off, and then go back. And I said, it's not going to last. It's only going to last a couple of weeks, but you'll be surprised how clean the lenses come out. And, wow. And he called me back the next day and said, I did exactly what you said. I have a sticker on my car and I'm good for now. I said, well, you kind of put off the inevitable, but you did so hey i want to thank tim for uh, joining us on the car doctor program today uh filling in for jesse thank you tim really really appreciate it oh you're oh, welcome great yeah, to be and, here yeah and uh great great to great to talk to you again and until next week make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely be good to your car and if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road slow down or move over it saves lives talk to you all next week bye-bye